addressing the haters. That's the subject of this week's episode of the DIY Detail Podcast, available every Friday. Now, this video has gotten millions of views on our social media platforms. It's about the 555 method. We're talking about speed five on your machine, five pounds of pressure, and five seconds. Before we address the controversy, take a look at the video so you can make up your own mind. DIY Detail, you've got a deep scratch. You want to get rid of that deep scratch. We can do it in five seconds. We add gold standard polish to our purple wool pad. We have the machine at speed five, five seconds with roughly five pounds of pressure. You want to release the pressure before you create heat. But when you've eliminated the scratch. Seems simple enough, right? But nothing is simple in the world of detailing. We were kind of overwhelmed, at least I was, by the negative comments that we got on this. But there's more to the story because I've tried the 555 method. Back in 2019, Ivan came to train me at my shop, Hawk Pro Detailing. And I did my own video that did exceptionally well about the subject and got a lot of positive comments. Yeah, I want to tell you about an awesome trick while you're compounding paint that can get to almost every scratch. One, two, three. It's something that Ivan LaCroix taught. So we want to address the haters and deal with some of this, maybe explain a little bit more about how the 555 method works. Just so you know, when we recorded this episode, it was about a week ago, I didn't have the podcast set up. Wi-Fi was tricky. Uh, we've made improvements since then. But Ivan's on the road in the LaCroix Cruiser. I'm here in Utah. So we're going to get right to that podcast now. I'm Ivan. And I'm Nick. And this is the DIY Detail Podcast. Now, over the last little while, we've published a number of videos on polishing. And they've gotten a lot of views. But on some platforms, those views are, yeah, let's say, a little mitigated. We're getting some comments that we're not used to seeing on YouTube. YouTube, you guys are great. The comments are always, po well, not always positive, but mostly positive and constructive. On some of the app, other platforms though, they're far from being constructive. So we have a TikTok video where I talk about the 555 method. We're mentioning scratch removal. And then on Instagram as well, I think it has a combined like 2.6 million views as of the recording of this. Yeah. I have tried this method. I've learned it from you. It's called the 555 method. And people, I mean, it's not just that people um, seem to be angry at us. It's they really care about it. Like I've, I've commented a few times. I'm like, I appreciate your passion. And you genuinely think that this is a, um, a method that doesn't work. And so I wanted to chat with you, Ivan, about what is the 555 method for removing scratches? And what do you want to tell people about it? Because you've read the comments. They've certainly been overwhelmingly critical. But yeah. it's also gotten a lot of views. So it's like obviously a lot of people have benefited from it too. It's struck a nerve. People care about this. I want to give you the floor and maybe explain this method and, and your reaction to this whole ordeal. Well, first of all, a lot of the comments are saying, it's not a scratch, it's a scuff. Meanwhile, other people say on the internet that they've removed all the scratches from the car. Well, a scratch, a scuff, it's all semantics. Uh, semantics sorry. Basically, what some people call a scuff is a scratch. What some people call a scratch is a scuff. Uh, some people are saying it's not a scratch until you're down to metal. Well, all the other detailers saying they've removed all the scratches on the car by polishing, 
Are they down to the metal? Of course not. So that was one of the things I think that struck a nerve was people saying that's not a scratch. Some people thought we just took a, uh, a white marker and put it on the vehicle and then polished it off. No, this was a hunting truck. Actually, you can see the full video on our YouTube channel. Uh, Nick will probably be putting a link up here somewhere. But anyways, there's the full video on doing this truck. And what happened is it had some deep scratches in it. The owner of this truck goes hunting with it, goes in the woods with it. So yes, it looked like a really wide white mark, but in reality, it was a really wide scratch from a tree branch. And it went, you know, across two doors and part of the bed at the same time. Yep. When we returned that yep. truck to the customer, he was amazed and he said in his own words, wow, you guys got that big scratch out. So even to the customer, it was a scratch. Uh, so it wasn't just a little so, scuff. Yeah, and there were guys who have been like, I've been in, in auto body shops for years. Like, I know that was just a little white marker that you would use to identify, here's where the scratch is, or show it to a customer or something. Um, there was a scratch there. And to the visual eye from five feet away, it was removed. And we have a long-form video uh, where we work on this truck, and you would see even the other side of the door. There's the door demarcation, right? Two different doors, and the scratch went on both sides of it. And in the short we did on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, um, you do the 555 method here. And I think we may have already dealt with it on this side, but in the long form video, you see that it's there. Long story short, to the naked eye, it was removed. Now, when you went to my shop and trained me in 2019, you mentioned the 555 method. I did right. a video on it for Hawk Pro Detailing, and that video did exceptionally well. You sit on the scratch for five seconds, at least this is how I did it. Yeah. Use five pounds of pressure and use speed five on your dual action machine. Now, I in the past just hung out there. I was just, mm. and in the video, you kind of did this. Yeah. And some people criticize that the scratch wasn't removed enough. And, uh, but I feel like if you sit on it for five seconds and you work on the scratch that way, it's an even more effective method. But oh, what do yeah. you want to say about 555? Five, five? So, yeah, the 555 five method, the, the wool pad that we have. So the gold standard wool pad is a pad that I designed a number of years ago. And there's been different iterations in the market of it, but we have the latest iteration. And, you know, it's sort of a coincidence, but also the gold foam that we're using compared to the older versions of this pad is a little stiffer and it gives more cut, but it also is an open cell foam. So it helps cool the surface down a lot better. What the 555 method is doing is we're trying to not remove any clear coat. We're trying to round over the edges of a deeper scratch. And that's what we're doing. Visually, from two or three feet away, that scratch is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Of course, cause you know, someone going up to it right in their face, they're definitely gonna see the scratch. It's still there. We're not trying to remove the deep portion of the scratch. We're just trying to round over the edges of the scratch so that your eye doesn't catch it anymore. You don't get that white reflection from it. And that is the, the beauty of the 555 method. It's quick, it's efficient, and it's not damaging the vehicle any further. So if folks out there were criticizing the fact that they didn't think it got far enough, I suggest they try the method where they just do 555 and they hang out right there. Oh, Because exactly. that method, it really works, and I've tried it before. You're not removing the scratch, you're removing the appearance of the scratch. If you want to really level a ton of clear coat, uh, and Ivan's picture just went out, so I'm not sure if natively this will record and, and all that. 
um, you would sand and then you would refine those sanding marks. And then you would compound and you would polish. There's different ways to do this, but we are DIY and we are definitely a channel that is here to help anybody from the do-it-yourselfer to the professional um, effectively detail. And right. Ivan, are you still there, sir? Oh, still here. Yeah, not a problem. But okay, with the you know with the five-five-five method, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional, it is a very useful method because in the end, we can get rid of any scratch on any car. We can make a car paint look spectacular. We can make it look perfect. We can make it look like a sheet of glass. Do we really want to do that? And a lot of people, they have the mindset that when, when they're doing paint correction, they have to make it perfect. It has to be a sheet of glass. It has to be a mirror. And then their customer goes to the car wash the next week uh, and undoes all the great work that they've done. So in detailing, and we've seen the shift in the industry, people are going more towards preservation than perfection. And there's a lot of reasons for that. First of all, detailing is becoming more of a legitimate business, if we can put it that way. Even though I've been detailing for 40 years and been in business for over 40 years, it's getting more and more as a legitimate business. The people are looking at it as a business. And when you're having a business, you want to be profitable. You need to be profitable to stay in business. And the detailers that are spending 20, 30, 40 hours polishing a car and only charging the customer $1,000 they're not going to be in business long or they're not going to have a very good retirement, et cetera, et cetera. What we're showing. No, on I think it's a beautiful thing. I mean, Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say that like a former version of myself felt that I had to give the glassy paint and I was trying to prove it to myself that I could be a master of this craft. I knew it wasn't even about the customer. And I sort of like criticized your method as that's just a hack method. That's somebody who, maybe can't get all the way or doesn't want to provide the results. Like I'm offering a better service. I'm an elite detailer, right? I mean, look at the ego, look at the headspace. Like, look at what, what was I thinking? Right? Because you're, no, I'm serious. Like, and I like that you're laughing. You have been trying to get people to deliver awesome results to customers and be profitable and make money so they can be in business a year from now. And the longer I'm in the detailing space and the longer I'm alive, the more wisdom I see in that. So I hope people who are instantly wanting to criticize you for not taking it to that four-step paint correction and spending 60 hours on a car for $500, I hope they're not criticizing you and thinking that you don't know what you're talking about. You've seen it all. You've done it all. You want people to succeed. Okay, we're back. Uh, bad Wi-Fi in my place and had to change rooms. So I apologize about all that. Normally, we're in person, but we really wanted to get a special edition of this to address what was going on with the comments. So you've always just wanted to make people profitable and successful and deliver customer results that are super satisfactory. There's people out there like myself who wanted to get to this place of perfection because if I couldn't get there, then I was a hack. And if I couldn't get there, then I wasn't really that good. Um, and, and it's almost like being able to thread the needle like you suggest where you're delivering satisfactory results to customers and making money that is actually, I think, a better skill than trying to go for perfection. Oh, It's an art form that like, I used to put down in my head, but now I think it becomes so sexy to me now as I get older, the idea of running a successful business. Right. Anyway, I'm rambling on because I feel it in my heart that I, I spent a lot of time being kind of stubborn. Yeah, you did. But you know, part of that is as detailers, 
we have OCD. It's, you know, a lot of us are actually diagnosed with OCD and we want to provide perfection. But perfection in our eyes is not perfection in the customer's eyes. A lot of people, they buy a car new from the dealership and that to them is perfect paint. And it's something I've heard so many times before is my customer is asking me for perfect paint. Did you actually ask your customer what they considered perfect paint? Because what a customer considers as perfect paint and what a detailer considers as perfect paint may be two very, very different things. You know, the spectrum is really wide for what perfection is. There's no real, you know, this is the only way to be perfect. No. And for the customer, they have a budget to respect. And you as a, as a service provider, you have a profitability level to respect. If you're not profitable, you won't be there to serve your customers in the future. So profits are an extremely important part of customer service. And getting dialing in the paint to your customers' expectations and not to your expectations or other detailers online's expectations or the Facebook group that you're in, their expectations. No, dial it into your customers' expectations. What does your customer actually want? And then go from there. Are you surprised by the kind of circling back to the 555 video? Are you surprised by some of the uh, the comments and also the tone of the comments? Like there was there was enough there that I feel like it came from a place of it's not just people are upset. Like they genuinely thought you were lying to them, you know. And 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 they and they came at you really viciously. Um, I haven't seen comments that nasty before. I guess what's your reaction to all that? Yeah, basically, until you've tried it. So like when we did the training at your shop, uh, there was a number of people standing around that were looking at this going, it can't work. It's not going to work. It's impossible. And then they saw the results and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, this actually works. So that's one of the things that people, until they actually try the method, until they actually put the, you know, the polish to the, or the, the tool to the paint and give it a try, they're going to be naysayers. And there's a lot of people that are afraid of change in this industry. And when they're afraid of change, they can't accept a new way of doing things. Uh, you know, I've been a proponent for a long time of cutting with the DA and finishing with the rotary. And again, we get comments every time we mention something like that, or I mention on my channel or whatever, that that's impossible. You can't finish with a rotary. Even you told me, oh yeah, but paint looked like crap back then. It didn't look like crap. We finished with the rotary and I still finish with the rotary. And you've seen the results of finishing with the rotary. I know that I can get the paint if I spend, you know, four hours on it, tick free and mirror with my dual action polisher, my waffle pad and my process. And I've noticed with the rotary that it sometimes can leave a couple of things behind, but I don't know how to get the glass look with the light from a foot away with the rotary. But even when I get that look and I compare it to the rotary, from five feet away, the rotary panel looks glossier. It's like a deeper gloss. And I'm like, if I look with my little paint correction detailer, Hawkeye, whatever, I can see a couple things on the rotary panel from the rotary because I just don't know how to – but it, it looks better. Like what does that even mean, you know? Yeah, well, basically every time you get a dual action machine, you have the risk and it's a very high risk of micromarring. And no matter what pad, what polish, what combination you're using, there's always some very microscopic micromarring happening. 
And when that micro marring happens, it's like hazing the paint. So you have this sort of a hazy finish over the paint. Now, if you've never seen the finish from a rotary and a DA side by side, you, you're automatically gonna think that your finish from the DA is superior, it's excellent, it's beautiful, and it is. There's no need to go out and buy a rotary just to finish your paint. You are doing great finishing with a DA. But if you use a rotary, you'll get just that one little tick better. And yes, you know, occasionally when you're polishing with the rotary, you'll get a little swirl. But if you see that swirl, it's very easy to go back over it and you know, it only takes a second to eliminate that swirl. And the swirl is caused by a number of things. First of all, you know, what causes swirling in paint when you're using a rotary? Technique, technique, and technique. So those three things combined will cause swirls. It's never the machine putting swirls into the paint. It's how you're using the machine and how you're keeping your pad. So a few things that you need for perfectly clean paint, or sorry, perfectly swirl-free paint with, with a rotary. A clean, clean, clean pad. You need a damp pad. And again, a lot of people, oh, I can never polish with a damp pad. You can. Next is actually not having too much product on your pad. So people that put the, you know. Really? Yeah. If you put too much product on your pad, now you have the opportunity for creating a swirl. The other thing is pressure. No pressure whatsoever. Basically, you want to keep the pad flat to the surface with the lightest touch possible. That is going to give you the best results. Finally, you want to keep, like I said, the pad flat to the surface. You see a lot of people, you see a lot of videos that they're using the rotary with a, you know, this eight inch wool pad up on an angle with pressure. That's a spectacular way of causing swirls. You're definitely going to cause swirls doing that. Keep your pad flat. Keep it as slow as possible, no pressure, and just ease through it. I'm making all these uncomfortable. I'm in the living room where all my kids' toys are, and uh, <laughs> this is like the Lego corner. Okay. So I tried to get closest to the Wi-Fi router, yeah. so, and I didn't even clean the living room, so you know I'm all in my head about it. Don't all worry. Right. It looks good. The question a lot of people are going to have is – oh, thank you. The question a lot of people are going to have is, can I use the 555 method with the rotary? Yes, but it's not going to work as well. So it's the combination of the pad. So the, the pad that we have, our wool pad, it's a very short nap wool. It's a uh, foamed wool with a foam interface. That pad I designed specifically for cutting with a dual action machine. Uh, there's a lot of people that they were trying to adapt. So this pad has been you know, in different generations around about seven years now. And it's a pad that people have tried, uh, you know, with the DA, they'll use pads that work great on a rotary and try to adapt it to a DA. And that doesn't work. They're two different machines. So this pad is definitely a cutting pad. It will work on the rotary, but the 555 method uh, doesn't work as well on a rotary as it does with a DA because now you're creating too much heat. And when you create heat, you're not cutting, you're just sort of uh, playing around and a, a plastic soup. So not a good thing to do. Whereas the, the 555 method. But if you do that and you see, you may introduce like holograms, but you may get rid of that scratch to the visual eye. That's what a lot of people are going to say. Right. You will. Uh, but again, 
the DA is a lot more efficient at cutting and doing this than the rotary will ever be. Uh, so, and most detailers, the 21 millimeter, right? Like a, like a tw- you would prefer to cut with a 21 millimeter DA. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like that cuts better than a 15. Right. You know, basically a 21 millimeter DA. If you look at it, you have a, du- let's say you take a rotary with a six inch pad, your rotary is turning at 400 RPM. You look at the medium of it. You've got maybe, you know, 3000 inches per minute that the pad is going around. So that piece of abrasive that you're going around with the, the rotary, it's going around every minute. You know, it's going, it's covering 3000 inches of distance, roughly. With a DA, you have a 21 millimeter orbit. So a very small orbit, but that 21 millimeter orbit is going at three, 4,000 orbits per minute. So now instead of having that abrasive going around in a very big circle, you have it going around in a very small circle. So that's what the the orbit action of it. Add to that that the DA is also turning the pad. Now it's not turning the pad at 500 RPM. It might be you know 50 or 60 RPM. It's not going very fast. But what that does is it actually creates more cut than with the rotary. So a lot of people think the rotary cuts faster than a DA. Uh, you've experienced it. I've done videos with other companies, with the rag company. If you go on their website or on their YouTube channel, you'll see that we actually did a video comparing a 21 millimeter machine, a rotary and a forced rotation machine, all with the same pad, all with the same polish, the same pressure, the same time. And the 21 millimeter stroke DA definitely cut through the paint much, much faster than either of the other two. And the Forced rotation DA, again, cut faster than the rotary. So it's contrary to what people think, and it's contrary to what people assume. But when you actually do the testing, so not just, you know, I used to work for 3M in product development. I've worked with other companies as well. And the testing that we did was with a machine that calibrated the pressure it was putting on the pad, and we could measure, you know, the, the paint removed by weight instead of by thickness because thickness isn't necessarily uh, a good gauge. But when you're, you know, you have a one foot by one foot sample that the polish is on and you measure the weight of the, that sample before and after, now you can tell exactly how much paint was removed because you're not, you don't need to take into account the swelling. You don't need to take into account all sorts of things that happen with paint. The DA with the proper pad will always cut faster than a rotary. And that again is controversial. And we have some videos that I've said that. And again, we get the comments that that's impossible, blah, blah, blah. So it's something that if you haven't done it before, do the testing for yourself. And that's something, you know, a lot of the comments that we've replied and other people have replied in the, the number of videos we've done with the 555 method and the rotary finishes better. They're the ones that get the nasty comments. We've replied, just give it a try. Then you can comment. But I can guarantee you everyone that's commented on these videos or, you know, 99% of them have never actually tried how, tried the method with the right pad and with the right, you know, with the method, the way we're showing it. So it's worth noting the yellow waffle pad, the gold standard waffle pad meant for dual action and rotary 
but our purple wool cutting pad only meant for the dual action as per Ivan LaCroix. Well, it, Ivan, it I don't want to drag on, this on too much longer. Yeah, it will work on the rotary. It will, okay. But not as efficiently. So you can use it with the rotary. If the rotor is the only machine you have, you're still golden. But yep. it's not going to work as well. So the 555 method, I think it will continue to be a topic of conversation. I love that it's a method you came up with and that people care about because then people are talking about DIY detail and we have a chance to, with that attention, do some education, do some explaining, and we can kind of continue that dialogue in the detail space, which I love that people are passionate about because the ones who know, know. And maybe we could all be more of a community than like be fighting with each other because at the end of the day, we all like cleaning cars and shiny paint. Exactly. And, you know... I always look at it as constructive criticism. And basically, if people aren't understanding what the 555 method is, I see it as we didn't do as, as good a job as we should have explaining it. So we'll have to do another video on it someday. We'll actually take you know a scrap panel and scratch it with something so people see us going across it with a key and then polishing it off. So, But that's the next time we'll be uh, in person. In person. Yeah. 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 Because I'm not going to yeah. take a key okay, to my Ivan. car. <laughs> I'm not either, man. I'm not either. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I'm trying to wrap this up so vigorously, but I just feel like the people have stuff to do. Yep. And they should check us out on YouTube if they're not watching us there because we've got an awesome channel with full-length content where we really are passionate about education. And one last thought. If you're listening to this on any of your podcast apps, please give us a review maybe a five-star one. That would be great. And leave a comment. Uh, that, that would help us out. Okay, guys. See you on the next one.